Welcome everybody. Good evening. This week is Parashas B'Shalach and we're back, back after a hiatus of two weeks. And uh, I thought we would take a little turn and we've been learning Hilchas Tefillah till now. Let's take a little break and learn about the Halachas of Shehech Yanu, which will take us a couple of weeks uh, in honor of Tu B'Shvat, which, you know, there is a minig to try to find a, a fruit to make a Shehech Yanu on. So, there actually are quite a few categories of the bracha of Shehechianu, and the most common one that we make throughout the year is when Ayantiv begins, or we do a mitzvah that's associated with Ayantiv, right? So we recently made a bracha of Shehechianu on the lighting of the Hanukkah candles, which was also simultaneously, besides being a bracha on the Hanukkah candles, it was also Shehechianu on the day. This, the eight days of Hanukkah, which are Yantiv, which were coming upon us. And the next Shechianu, which we likely will be making, is Purim. We make a bracha of Shechianu on the mitzvah of uh, Megillah at night, and we include, you know, with the concept of the Shechianu on the day. And we also have in mind that that Shechianu should work for all the mitzvahs that we're going to be doing during the day. Mishlech Manes, Sudas Purim, and Matanus Lavyanim. Whenever a Yantav begins, we make a Shehachianu. The first night of Sukkis, the uh, first two nights of Sukkis, we make a Shehachianu, the first night because of the first night of Yantav, and the second night because of Svekidiyama, we say it might be the first night. And likewise, in Shemini Atzeres, we make a Shehachianu because it's a new Yantav. Shemini Atzeres has its own status as a Yantav. Uh, in contrast to Pesach, where we make a Shehachianu on the first days of Pesach, but on Shvi Yishel Pesach, we don't make a Shehachianu because it's not a new Yantav, it's just the end of the previous Yantav. Now, when doing a mitzvah for the very first time, we make a shechianu. But, however, there are certain mitzvahs that uh, people might think that they're doing it for the very first time, but it's not really true. They're not really doing it for their first time. For example, uh, someone the very first time they um, the very first time they move into their own apartment, or they move into their own place, and they put up a mezuzah. So they might think that they should be making a shehechianu because this is the very first time that they're doing the mitzvah of mezuzah. But that's not really true, because wherever you live, uh, even if you're not living in your own home, but if you're living in your parents' home, but you have your own room, and it's your room, then essentially you're the one who's obligated a mezuzah. The obligation of mezuzah is the person who's living there, even if he doesn't own it, but the person who is living there with permission, obviously. The person who's living there, he's the one who's obligated, he or she is the one who's obligated a mezuzah. And even though you weren't the one to put on the mezuzah, that doesn't make a difference. The mitzvah of mezuzah, we keep simply by having it on our door. It's actually the best investment for mitzvahs that we can have. Every single mitzvah, every single mezuzah gives us a mitzvah every moment while it's on the door. So, in truth, it might be the first time that we're putting up a mezuzah, but it's not the very first time that we're keeping the mitzvah of mezuzah. Another example is, uh, I get asked this often by a young woman, a kala, when she gets married and she lights Shabbos candles for the very first time. So she wants to know, should she make a Shehechianu on lighting Shabbos candles? But it's the same thing. It's true, this is the first time she's lighting her own Shabbos candles. But from the day of her bas mitzvah, and men as well, for the day of bar mitzvah, we have been obligated in lighting Shabbos candles. We're all obligated to light Shabbos candles. The woman of the house who lights the Shabbos candles is doing it on behalf of all of us. She's been mitzvah all of us in that mitzvah. So we have been doing this mitzvah for every Shabbos of the year since the day we became mechoyev in mitzvahs. So although the kala, this is the first time she herself is performing that mitzvah, it's not actually the first time she's done that mitzvah. It's just the first time she's doing it on her own. 
Nevertheless, there are those that hold that you could make a shayachiyanu, being that it's the first time you're actually doing it you're on your own. Um, unless, obviously, she might have done it as a girl if she was alone somewhere for Shabbos. But um, what's interesting is, is that, being that it's a question, so what I often advise is to make a shayachiyanu on all the other opportunities to make a shayachiyanu a kahala has. A kahala, a kahala generally has... Uh, beautiful new clothing for Shabbos Sheva Brachis, or she has a new candlesticks, I imagine, uh, for that she just received. So you can make a Shechianu on either of those. So essentially she can just make the Shechianu then and have in mind to cover for her new clothing or all the new presents that she got. And uh, this way you can kill two birds with one stone, so to speak. There's an interesting discussion whether a bar mitzvah bachar should make shayachiyanu the first time he puts on tefillin. And it's a great topic for a bar mitzvah pshetl, should you ever have to compose one. That's a very interesting topic. We don't do it, but it's a very interesting discussion. Why not? It's beyond the scope of, uh, of today's shir. Uh, one, one time, though, that we do make a shayachiyanu on the first time we do a mitzvah is hafrashas chala. So that, if a girl, the first time a girl does hafrashas chala, or a man for that, for that matter, uh, the first time you do the mitzvah of hafrashas chala, you actually should make a shayachiyanu. Now, if a girl is being mafresh chala, uh, for her to do the mitzvah, it actually has to belong to her. Because if it belongs to her parents, then she's just their shliach, she's just their proxy. They're doing the mitzvah, she's just doing it for them. So, if let's say it would be a beautiful thing, and uh, after a girl turns bar mitzvah, or when she turns bar mitzvah, mitzvah uh, she wants to be Mekhaim the mitzvah of chala, so her mother would gift her the dough, so it's actually hers, and then she could be mafresh chal for the very first time, and she could make the bracha of Shachianu before performing, performing that mitzvah. It's a nice uh, way to start off uh, being a bas mitzvah. Now, this is all the category of Shehachianu that applies to Yomim Taivim and Mitzvahs. The next category of Shehachianu, interestingly, is one that is rarely or ever said. And that's the Shehachianu a person makes when you see someone that you love dearly or you know a relative after not seeing them for 30 days. Now, this is the first, actually, the first Sif in Shulchan Aruch, the first kind of Shachianu that's presented by Shulchan Aruch is this Shachianu, the Shachianu you, meet, you make when you meet a loved one after not seeing them for 30 days. Now, as we know, this is not really in practice anymore, right? I mean, have you ever seen someone do that, make a Shachianu when they meet their parents after they haven't seen them for 30 days, or they see their children after they haven't seen them for 30 days? Uh, and in reality, it's been out of practice already for 100 years or even more. And uh, it's not 100% clear why, but I think probably the reason why then, and certainly this is the reason now, is because if you've been in communication with that person throughout the 30 days, then you don't make a shachianu when you see them. So already beginning about 100 years ago or so, the postal service became quite well developed, and it was not unusual that people should be exchanging letters throughout that time. Certainly today, someone who you love, you will be in contact with. Uh, via all forms of, of media that we have uh, at our disposal. So after 30 days, it's, it's very rare that you're going to have someone that you actually haven't been in contact with at all um, for 30 days, and then, and then you see them. But there is one application for this bracha, which is very fascinating. 
And the application is, is when a person is blessed with a baby girl. When a person has a baby girl, the Mishnah says that you should make the bracha of Shehechiyanu. Why should you make the bracha of Shehechiyanu? Because you've met someone that, you've, uh, that you love dearly that you've never met before. I mean, more than 30 days. He says, it's, certainly you've never met her before at all. So when you have a baby girl, you make the bracha of Shehechiyanu as if it's someone, your child, that you haven't seen for 30 days and you certainly have not communicated. So you make, that's why you would make a Shehechiyanu. Uh, interestingly, for a boy, there's a different bracha. For a boy, you make a bracha of hatayva hametiv, and that's to be made, a man makes it in the presence of his wife, and his wife makes it in the presence of her husband. Hatayva hametiv is a bracha that's, it's like kind of a different level of shehechianu. Uh It's a bracha that's, uh, uh, it, it includes more than one person. So the husband and wife make it including each other, and they say hatayva hametiv. that's on a boy. But on a girl, you make a shehechianu. the husband makes it, and, the wife's, and then the wife makes it, you make a shehechianu. Uh, ideally, you should make it just then, right? When you uh, see your daughter for the very first time, that's when a person should make a shechianu. Um But if not, it can be made afterwards as well, probably about for a month or so. Uh, you know, it says, you know, until the joy wears off, so I don't know, that could be much longer. But uh, rougher, you know, within the first couple of weeks, uh, you can make a shechianu after having being blessed with uh, the tremendous bracha of having a baby girl. Um, believe it or not, on grandchildren, the contemporary Paiskim say we don't make this bracha neither. We don't make a shachyanu, and we don't make a hatayvametu, which I found very interesting. But it seems like as it goes often with brachas, is that we don't transpose them from one thing to the next. So if Shulchan Aruch says you could do it in this case, so we say okay. You know, it says you could do it in this case. We're not going to say that. By extrapolation, you can make it in other places as well. That's usually the way it works with brachas. We kind of leave it where it was said. So therefore, on grandchildren, we don't have that bracha, although we might be, feel very um, inclined to be able to make such a bracha when you see a new grandchild for the very first time. So this is another category of shachiyana. And next week, in Mirza Hashem, we'll talk about the more common categories of shachiyana that we're familiar with, making bracha on fruit and making bracha when you buy uh, some, a new suit or etc., or, or, or cars or so on and so forth. Uh, moving on to uh, this week's parsha, I'm actually not going to talk about the parsha today, but I would rather talk about Tubishvat, which was the yantiv that we had today, and uh, it's a yantiv, but it's a rather enigmatic day. 